What's up, everyone? I'm Catherine Rudder, and this is Life in the Fast Chain. On this episode, we have Cloud Alliance's lead at R3, Amy Fisher, on. Shout out, Amy, had a recent birthday. Um, She is on the podcast to talk about a few things, but specifically, she was recently a moderator on a webinar with Ben Weiss from AWS and Carlos Arena, who we all know and love from R3, Um, and that webinar was called Truth or Myth, Has Blockchain Failed to Deliver in Banking? what teaser will be on this podcast but obviously i encourage everyone to listen to the webinar watch the webinar in full which since i recorded this interview i did (coughs) amy um so you can watch that webinar replay online in uh the link will be in the bio of this episode amy also talks about what it's like Being in SF in the tech world uh, at R3, it's very different from her former home of New York. Um, And we talk about a lot of different things. Honestly, I can't give away too many teasers. So I hope you enjoyed the episode. Fisher in the studio with me today. How are you? Doing great, Catherine. Thanks for having me. I'm glad this could work out. I'm so excited to have you on and in person because you're typically in San Francisco. What are you doing here? Absolutely. So um, we have our big R3 summer party tomorrow put together by our great uh, business resources team. So excited to be here, be back in New York. It's definitely starting to come alive in this post-pandemic kind of world. I know. How has it been in San Francisco with uh, everything going on? Oh, gosh. Uh, Very loaded question. (laughs) Um, So I think the last time we talked on the podcast, we were about to open the office. Yes. Um, We opened the office, a small office out there on like a Tuesday. And then Mm -hmm. that Friday, uh, San Francisco went into lockdown. Oh, my gosh. I think about the timeline of everything, even like people who were hired right before. Absolutely. It's so crazy. So I did get to, you know, we got to interview a few folks out there in person. But when they started, of course, it was remote. Um, Yeah. Jamie Fall, who leads sales development, was there on like the first day we were opened. And then um, things got pretty weird and and creepy (laughs) pretty quickly. Um, But, you know, since then, we've moved offices actually twice um, and have had a a reopening. We've just grown pretty quickly. Yeah. And one of the great things about, you know, going remote, there have been a lot of uh, benefits from it. But one of the great things is that we were able to hire a lot of talent uh, yeah. remotely, and yeah. a lot of them happen to be in the San Francisco area, even if we weren't necessarily targeting that because it's such a tech hub. Yeah. Um, so that's been great. It's been great to get together. We had like a soft reopening a few weeks ago. Nice. It was nice to meet people that um, you know we've been working with for the past year and a half that you haven't gotten to meet face to face. I know. Well, we've obviously had the benefit because you were in New York before, yes. um, and we're so sad to have you leave. But you're a good person to like send over there because yeah. I think we did talk about this on the last time you were on. But I was like, you're such a good person because you could go into a room and not know anybody and then leave with like 50 new friends. Right. So I feel like and I'm going to tell you all about Corda <laughs> probably. I <know. laughs> and I feel like you're a good person for that, like reopening and getting people yeah. out there. Um, 
So that's always been good, though. We miss you here. I miss being here. And it's so great to be back. And I'm really looking forward to, you know, this new normal where hopefully it can be more of a bi-coastal effort. Um, yeah. You know, since my role is global, it, it makes a lot of sense. So. Yeah. yeah. Also, the time zone. Are your Ugh. hours like a little funky? So you start earlier. Yeah. And then um, usually I hit a wall about three o'clock. Yeah. You take a break um, yeah. and then do some more in the evening. And sometimes you can catch London waking up. Yeah. But it is nice to actually have that afternoon time where you can get into some deep work. So Yeah, that's true. I also feel like, I mean, this has always been an R3 thing just generally because you can be working at yeah. all times. That Like, yeah. got to have some boundaries. Yeah. I'm like, at yeah. a certain point, I'm like, yes, you will not be able to reach me during these hours. Right. Exactly. I will be drinking wine with my friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I think that's something we've all learned in the past year and a half, right? Because yeah. it's it's. Well, it's physically both possible and impossible to be on all of the time. And I think yeah. we've all really had to learn and and I figure know. out what boundaries mean to us. And, and yeah. I think it's been great because I've learned how to do more in less time. And then you can take on yeah. additional projects or initiatives. And now that we're back in the office, um, you can really, like, divide your, your weeks that way too, right? Yeah. Like you can have all your meetings on a few days a week. Yeah. Um, I, I front load my days typically to try to uh, work with London and New York, but it's yeah. it's been great kind of getting back getting back to whatever this yeah. normal this normal work. I feel like is. too, it's kind of nice having like the you can kind of create your own schedule. So yes, yeah. like you, I mean, especially in San Francisco and like having a smaller office, like here it's not so much yeah. <laughs> like that. Like if I show up to the office at 10 p.m., people will be like, <laughs> "What are you doing? Why are you there?" <laughs> um, but especially in San Francisco, but just like generally a benefit of all this craziness which there are are few I think there's there's some there are some but uh one is just flexible working like before if we worked from home which some people would work from home on Fridays and whatnot but before it was like a little awkward like I always felt like I had to prove that I was on at all times and I still am but if I'm like oh this is me time I am on the treadmill for 30 minutes for myself, I will get back to yeah. you. Then it's like more acceptable. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if, if, if you've seen this, but in Iceland, they did an experiment for a four-day work week. Um, been... No. Uh, <clears throat> yes. Uh, management. <laughs> so uh, apparently they've been working on this for two years. And oh, wow. it was declared a like, unanimous success. Um, oh. People were able to get more done in four weeks. And, and of course, they reported higher happiness. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, which is super important, right? I think more yeah. and more the research shows um, that the happier employees, the happier your employees, the more productive they are, and it yeah. just becomes this positive reinforcement loop. That's um, so interesting. Loop. Yeah, I mean, I honestly just from like an R three perspective, I feel like no one would be. Able, we're so like obsessed. Just I know this is a blanket statement, but everyone's like so ex- like excited about what we're doing and yes. like Corda and Conclave. I feel like a four day work week, people probably wouldn't necessarily be able to stay off their computers right. at some point. Right. But uh, but yeah, that'd be nice every once in a while. I know it's interesting. So you know, now's the time to talk to your managers about it. Everyone <laughs> yeah. out there listening, whatever company you work for, <laughs> like uh, I heard we can link podcast. the study in, in the in the notes. Yeah, link study in the bio. Um. So what? Well, how big is the is the San Francisco office now right so um we include everyone in the San Francisco office on the west coast yeah yeah and we're up to about a dozen people now which has grown oh wow um pretty quickly like we've had I I didn't mention before we outgrew our previous spaces yeah um so we have a a pretty big office but we have some folks in in Seattle and in Portland I believe um wow in Colorado we kind of consider that to be San Francisco yeah um 
but it's been great because there's a there's a large uh, sales development hub yeah. and uh, all of uh, and you know a big presence of uh, de- our developer relations team too. Yeah. So it's you guys, sales, Dev- DevRel. Do you have anyone else out there? Um, those are the, the the big two, and then big ones. There's me, and I'm on the partner organization. <laughs> then there's me. <laughs> there's me, uh, and I've and I've worked across the company, right? I've had several yeah. different roles. So, but it, it's been really great, especially with DevRel. And with sales development, because it's the, you know, it's two top of the funnel functions yeah. Yeah. Um, and to work together really closely, we can kind of see how things are in action. Yeah. Um, so I enjoy being in the office. Yeah. Just, last thing on on uh, San Francisco, how is it? And we talked about this a little bit, like being in like a tech hub. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it, culturally, it's pretty different. I think we talked about this uh, previously, if not on the podcast, then in person. Um People's work lives and personal lives are much more integrated. Mm. Um, people tend to start companies with their friends, yeah. you know, become friends with their coworkers. And I think that's actually pretty true of our three yeah. across the board, but specifically in San Francisco in the region. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I, I will have to say, like, during the pandemic when there was no back to office and um, – I got a dog, which everyone at R3 knows because I talk about my dog all the time. He's so cute. Yes, and you have a very cute dog as Thank well, Thank you. I keep on looking at my, like, indoor camera. That He's just like, I'm like, oh, he's missing How's me. He doing? How's Thor? He literally sleeps all day, so he's totally That's fine. Great. That's awesome. But before, he was kind. walking around the apartment. I was like, oh, I wish I could be like, I love you. Yeah. yeah. But your dog is so cute, too. Oh, thanks. But anyway, so people talk work at the dog park all the time. Like, you'll see yeah. people, like, have a meeting or they'll have coffee. I'm across from a great coffee shop our little dog park and like whenever there's a big trend like i'm sure right now everyone's talking about the bezos yeah um, you know, space flight and mark yeah. branson but when nfts popped up people were like hey you work in blockchain let's talk <laughs> nfts um, at the dog park at the dog park um, <laughs> oh my god it's very funny so it just it's yeah. it's or you know when like Bitcoin's been going crazy and, and you know how yeah. it is, right? People hear you work in blockchain and they think automatically it's about all yeah. the cool crypto and tokens. Um, so that's been really interesting, but also you kind of just figure out quickly, like people are really interested in new technologies out there. So you're yeah. not pigeonholed into one. And I find yeah. that um, intellectual conversations are pretty stimulating. It's kind of a nerdy. You know, that's cool yeah. though. It's cool also just to be surrounded with the like those kind of, and I don't, I don't not like minded, but like people who are interested in the same yeah. stuff. Like I can talk about what I do for work all the time, but it doesn't mean anyone's gonna really right. care. Yeah. Well, it's interesting, and it's like I start hearing about food tech, and then yeah, um, just different industries that I never would think about. Food other tech. Like ghost kitchens. What's and, that? Um, how you can use a ghost kitchen, so like an unbranded kitchen somewhere, okay, um, to make it. Uh, different uh, foods from different restaurants. So, like, let's say, like, oh. your boyfriend wants Chinese, but you want pizza. You okay. can both get it from the same place at the same time. So, you don't have to order it from two different places. So, there are a variety of companies working on it. Um, oh my gosh. The, the future, man. My life's just going to be so much easier. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I will say there, there's the convenience of New York City is like none other. Um, That's fair. The walking, know, the subway. Honestly, yeah, we well, can order though, paper towels at midnight. That's true. 
You can get them pretty quick. You can get them pretty quickly. Pretty quickly. You can get them pretty quickly. But, I know. Yeah. There's a lot of there's still a lot of self driving cars out in San Francisco. So like you can picture like a typical morning, right? I take yeah. a few calls. I go to the dog park. There's self driving cars going by. <laughs> there used to be like down in the financial district, like these robots making coffee. It really is like looks like the future. Oh, yeah, that's strange. It's, it's it's interesting. Yeah, it's the full San Francisco experience. But on that same note, I I really it seems like. New York offices, folks have been going back in person much sooner. Yeah. Um, I definitely think we're, um, you know, we're able to control it and to, um, with, with our size in San Francisco, to go back to the office safely and yeah. at everyone's comfort level. And I have to say, our three, our people team has done, a tr- and business resources team have done a tremendous job making sure everyone feels safe and cared for. Yeah. Um, and there isn't like this all or nothing, like you're coming back to the office or you're losing your yeah. job kind of messaging. Um, but I have to say that a lot of the technology companies are just waiting. They're waiting till September, yeah. till October, till January of the following yeah. year. Um, so I think the the landscape will change again once yeah. folks are going. Because it's the financial district in San Francisco, where our office is, um, is still a bit of a ghost town. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, it's so tricky because yeah. you uh, – I don't know. I don't know how these companies are going to handle it because so many people have such polarizing opinions. Yeah. Or there are kind of people, people like me. I'm like, I love going into the yeah, office. I, do too. I also do like going in three days a week yeah. sometimes. <laughs> I like being at home. So, yeah, it'll be very interesting to see what happens with different companies because there are also certain companies can get away with certain things. Like my friend works at Bloomberg. They're like, no shot. Everyone has to come into the yeah. office by this date yeah. on this. No excuses. You don't want to work here. Bye. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and, and like a lot of the banks Bloomberg have said that can too. do that, yeah. like, for example. But some other company like you can't. It's it's a tricky, tricky situation. Yeah. But, and, and think of all the technology that's enabled us to work remotely, too, right? I know. Imagine it, if this happened 100 years. I mean, yeah, it, it did happen. It did happen 100 years. <laughs> but even 10 years ago, but 20 like, years ago, yes, right? Yeah. When, there wasn't even. I know. What did people do during the Spanish flu? <laughs> I think I I don't know, but work was very different. Work even was like very go different. back like two two generations, right? Yeah. So or even one generation when email wasn't commonplace and um, yeah, and you're you know you're you're making financial tables by pen and paper and you're yeah. Then there's the fax machine. I guess people had at home fax machines. That's true. The, that terrifying sound it makes when it's connecting to the thing. I will yeah. never, ever forget that. But anyways, <laughs> moving from, on. From fax machines to... Yeah, from fax machines to if uh, blockchain has failed to deliver in banking. Hey, that's actually so, not a bad segue. Not a bad segue. So uh, as their Cloud Alliance's lead at R3, you moderated uh, the panel, Truth or Myth, Has Blockchain Failed to Deliver in Banking? So while I'm going to ask you to kind of summarize what happened, yeah. and people can uh, watch the webinar replay on our website. I'll link in the bio of this episode. But um, before you explain to me what the webinar entailed, what was the answer to the question? Has blockchain failed to deliver in banking? It's a, it's a great question, Catherine. Thank I you. Actually... I thought of it myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have a great marketing team here, as you know. We um, iterated on the title a few times. It's quite provocative. And it I is. actually got a, a phone call a couple days before this, the webinar went off 
um, from Jared Buckley, our global head of partners. And he was just wanted to make sure that I knew what I was doing <laughs> with, with the title because he's like, this could look very bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's fair. So this is, you know, full transparency here on, on, on how things work. Um, it was a great topic and a great yeah. title because I, I, folks that are, have been around the blockchain hoop, right? If we're yeah. thinking about it, like a basketball hoop, it, it could be very easy to throw in the towel right now and say like, you know, blockchain hasn't worked. Yeah. But you have to take a step back and really think about the evolution of evolution and the adoption of how technology takes place. Yeah. And Gartner, uh, the Gartner Review does a lot of research on this and they mm-hmm. look at the um, hype cycle of a new technology. And it always... There's a lot of buzz at the beginning. Yep. There's an inflated peak of expectations. Mm-hmm. There's a dip and then a, a trough of, of disillusionment. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then there's the slanted peak of uh, enlightenment. Yeah. Um, how's that for memory? That was beautiful. Thanks. Um, okay. How's that for memory? But if you look at the where blockchain is, um, you know, back when R3 was founded yep. as a consortium, hype was booming yeah and the promises that a blockchain could deliver on Mm -hmm. a lot of these use cases are still alive and well yeah some have pivoted a little bit it was actually pretty interesting as a part of the research for this webinar um i looked at a 2016 uh a consultancy did a big like how blockchain is going to change in banking and it was done by oliver wyman uh-huh. And it had you know, a list of umpteen use cases and oh, a ton sorry. of data and researches. And it was really interesting to look through and like, is this all, you know, identity was a hot topic. Yeah. KYC was a hot topic. Um, but when you think about what's coming to fruition. Yeah. So the webinar is kind of divided into three parts. We talk about the macro trends happening in banking in general. Yep. And then using uh, blockchain as an anchor, but cloud as like, a guiding principle. Yeah. Um. Then we talk about actual use cases that are live in today. We talk a lot about Spunta, a lot of the work Spunta's that the, a great one. Excellent. Really. <laughs> um, the work that the FMIs are doing in Brazil, yep. which I think a lot of folks don't know about. Mm-hmm. Um, utilizing cloud, by the way. I have to plug cloud. Um, and you know, then we talk a lot about trade finance and how that uh, subsection of banking and financial services was really ripe for adoption, being that yeah. a lot of it is paper-based in terms of letters of credit and things like that. Um, yeah. And then lastly, we talk about challenges and challenges to adoption and industry-wide challenges that folks face. So those are the, the ways it's to give you like an executive summary of what we talk about. Yeah. I think for me that what stands out the most from the webinar and hopefully I don't, this isn't a spoiler alert, but hopefully it will encourage you to watch it. Because mm-hmm. um, I'm sure you've watched it, Catherine. Um, I mean, umpteen times. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's totally fine. You got it. Um, the, the takeaway that I that really struck me. So it, Carlos Arena, um, who's our head of banking at R3 and Ben Weiss from AWS, who's a banking specialist, he's a sales mm-hmm. executive over there, uh, had some really interesting conversations that I got to be a fly on the wall for during prep calls. Love that. And when it came time for the webinar, it was just a great fun conversation. But what really struck me was how not how not only how early we are in DLT blockchain adoption, but how early cloud is in yeah. adoption. Only yeah. 5% of banking infrastructure is on cloud. What? And if you look at 
AWS, for example, okay, fifty-four billion dollar run rate, yes. increasing at like thirty-two percent year over year. Okay, that's, so it's a lot of money. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and granted, that's not all financial services, but yeah, only five percent but... of financial services is penetrated when you think about cloud adoption. That's crazy. It's wild. So when you think about how successful the cloud providers have been, and yeah. they're just getting started, and and AWS has been around since 2008. It's now yeah. 2021. It takes time. Yeah. Um, it really does. Oh, and my it, gosh. Yeah. That really puts it in perspective. It really takes time, especially when you're working with banks. Um, yeah. Banks. I, you know, I have the, the pleasure in my career of working with some of the slowest moving technologies. But I think that's where the fun is, right? Where, yeah. Where the journey is. So if you look at yeah. GovTech and banking and. Got to give a shout out to energy markets, oil and gas. Oh, always. Um, yeah. I mean, to, to be clear, by the way, I have, it's on my list mm -hmm. to watch. Yes. Along with our CBDC webinar that went live. We're recording on Wednesday. It went live this morning at 1030. And apparently the feedback was like off the charts. So I do have, there, there are yeah. two on my list that I need to watch. That one and then connecting CBDCs, which was today, which I will also link just because why the heck not. Right. It was um, great. Oh, yeah. Were you on that? I So I yes, caught the end of it because they were broadcasting it in the kitchen. <laughs> in the kitchen. I, I hopped off another call. Yeah. And the energy was great. I, I think what struck me the most was how many presenters were on that webinar. Oh, and yeah. And the just how everyone was an expert at what they were talking about. I know. Um, which was great. And then the demo um, not, was knocked out. Like, I, I was like, I finally understand CPDCs. Oh, my gosh. You're making <laughs> such a good case. I knew I had to listen. Um, I knew I needed to watch both of them, but this is making a very good case Like, you me. know when um, you get it, right? Yeah. It's the same thing with, with blockchain, with most technology. It's like the internet, right? It's like you get yeah. it, but then it's like, no, I really get it. Yeah, I think demos okay. are super helpful for that. Just seeing yeah. a user interface, having someone talk through money being transferred. Yeah. Um, and wow. I'm and I I'm really interested in cross border payments. Um, yeah. Which I've learned well, so a lot much of people about. now are like. Yeah. It's a really hot topic, just Huge all across topic. the board. All across the board. Sorry, I just had like a realization as you're saying that. I was like, wow. I promised a friend I would explain to her what blockchain was on Monday. Now it's Wednesday and I have not done that yet. <laughs> does, it, does it take like, 48? Did you tell her to listen to the podcast? Yeah. yeah. I'm like, maybe I should just point her to this one. Yeah. <laughs> because we don't really talk about what blockchain is. But we could um, go back to the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. You know, episode 17 is like blockchain 101. That yeah. could be outdated, though. I may have to have you come back on and explain it. And then I can point people to that episode. Excellent. I just signed you up for that. Excellent. Don't cut that out, Nadia. So, <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Next no. time I'm here, we'll do blockchain 101. I know. Well, honestly, it's still helpful for people because it's true. People to kind of bring it back to the webinar you were talking about with um, Carlos Arena mm -hmm. and Ben Weiss. Um, I mean, people want to know what what's happened. Yeah. Has blockchain like failed to deliver on its promises? Has it like is it no longer relevant? Do are people even doing anything on it? So, I do think, uh, yeah, it's an interesting. And yes, the title is very thought provoking. But and the point is that we're we're hopefully <laughs> screaming no. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like please, shouting, yeah. yeah, shouting it from the rooftops. Yeah, so um, I don't get fired. <laughs> but it shows. But it shows though that I mean, it has not failed. It's just it takes a little it while takes to time. get there. And and one thing that Carlos said 
that really started illustrating and dots are connecting and we're connecting in my brain at that time was how all of these a lot of use cases are happening in isolation. Yeah. And pretty soon we're going to start to see, well, I don't know about pretty soon, but soon, like <laughs> what we will see happening is these use cases and applications are going to stop start to layer on top of one another. Yeah. And that's where the really interesting stuff starts. Yeah. Um we were also talking about earlier how know what's different you know san francisco versus new york i think um a common thing that i hear is you know why blockchain why can't we just use apis right yeah. i think the difference between san francisco and new york is that in san francisco everyone knows what an api is yeah yeah um and it, it's a really thought-provoking question but it really fo- it forces me when i'm answering it to to be specific and you know yeah we we talk often in here and i I know I've heard it straight from Tom McDonald's mouth. Blockchain's not for everything, right? Yeah. You don't just throw a blockchain at every It's not going to solve all your problems. No. <laughs> it might create more, right? Yeah. And it certainly might be more expensive to use one. Yeah. But when you use Corda, for example, for a really clear use case where what I see is what you see. Yeah. And only what I see is what you see. And not everyone else on the network needs to see it. Yeah. Not only is it very... Um, powerful. Mm-hmm. It's also more energy efficient yeah. than other blockchains. It it um, it really drives some thought provoking questions. But yeah. having spent you know many many years doing blockchain one hundred ones for C levels, there are yeah. folks that are starting to get it. Yeah. But it all comes down to you know the data points that I think are still being made today on how much uh, using technology like Corda can provide both cost and benefit yeah. um, advantages and really quantifying that. So I think once yeah. those data points become public, we're really going to start to see the hockey stick. That's so exciting. Yeah. Are you reminded me when, have you seen the movie, My Big Fat Greek Wedding? Of course. You know, the dad, how he sprays Windex yeah. on everything. Yeah. It's like, when, <laughs> it's like you have a cut, Windex, Windex. you have this, Windex. It's like, well, you know what you beat <laughs> yeah <laughs> i make them um yeah so i was yeah, thinking windex. that when you said like yeah blockchain's not necessarily for everyone it yeah. may not but be. some technologies are like that right where you yeah. can use it across an api for example but um yeah now i'm a little bit over my skis i'm gonna reel it in just talk about blockchain yeah. but you uh, want to talk about we can throw in some more movie some, quotes some buzzwords <laughs> yeah. yeah um but i i really think it's you know it's not a panacea yeah. It's not going to, it's not the Windex. Yeah. It's not going to solve everything, but particularly in um, financial use cases and banking use cases, I'm going to throw out a really good example. All right. Um, what if you're wiring money for a house to a title company or, you know, what if you get one of the digits wrong? Or there are cases where yeah. um, like um, the like the mortgage title companies get hacked. Yeah. So then you need to use a telephone and call yeah. to make sure it's the right rounding number. And then yeah. I heard an anecdotal story about how someone literally routed $2 million to the wrong account. And that's when I'm like, wait, this was dollars, not like a crypto situation? Because we hear about all those yeah, horror stories stuff. in crypto or, yeah. um, you know, someone dies and who has their crypto, you know. Who's their password to their, their key? Yeah. Was it in a, you know, was it in a digital wallet? Was it on an exchange? Yeah, and, yeah. You know, like building that into their wills. Um, oh gosh! Wild. What, a, what a time to be alive! What a time! I mean, right now time. cryptos are so far down uh, than they were before. Then I'm like, hmm. I know. But um, you know, these use cases, and I'm a nerd, right? So this stuff pops into my head all of the time. Oh, um, I'm like, I I don't know if I would classify myself as a nerd. However, 
I am doing I me as well. Yeah. I'm constantly talking to people. I'm like, maybe it's just our three thing. There's, some, there's something in the air here. We just leave all like, ah, yeah, the use cases. <laughs> and, um, but, you know, it takes the whole, and this is a plug for the community, right? Like it takes an ecosystem. Yeah. You know, I work with cloud partners, but it also takes SI providers, deployment partners, yeah. application builders. Like this, while R3 is a big driver of this technology and this movement, it isn't built in a vacuum, um, which is super cool. Yeah. But it takes time. Yeah. So I, I would say that, no, blockchain has not failed. We're uh, on a journey. <laughs> we got the answer. We are on a journey. Yeah. No, that's a, it's really interesting. I'm definitely going to watch that webinar on top of the CBDC yes. one because I just feel like I learned so – I know there's a little bit of webinar fatigue right now, mm. I think, in the world just because it's we've had to do it for so long and blah, blah, blah. At first, it was all we could do, so now – I think there's a little bit of fatigue, but I think that one and the CBDC one specifically are two that are like have gotten such good feedback. Right. The CBDC one was just this morning and I know yours was a few weeks ago. A couple weeks ago. A few weeks ago. Yeah. But we've heard such positive things from yeah. both. Well, it's so easy to zone out when you're listening to a webinar, probably washing dishes or doing something else yeah. like podcasts, right? So oh, yeah. I think these two webinars will definitely keep listeners' attention. Yeah. Um, and, and definitely give us feedback if you think they should be 45 minutes instead of an hour um, or yeah. 30 minutes. Um, we're always, you know, we want to help people get information in ways that are, it's easy for them. And, yeah. and this is, you know, for the ecosystem. We don't, I don't. Well, sometimes I talk to listen to myself talk, but I, I mean, do. I have a podcast, so. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the goal is not for me to listen to myself talk. The goal is yeah. to provide information that's valuable yeah. um, and to help folks along the journey and to connect people. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what we've seen from these two webinars and, and specifically is yeah. some connections happening. Um, totally. So, yeah, so we're going to do a follow up to the webinar in the fall. Oh, good. And I think some in-person events around the same topics. Oh, um, good. It was so nice being here in the studio with you today. I know. It was amazing. And also everyone just I'm going to mention this on almost probably every podcast that goes out from here until then. Corticon. Yes. Sign up for Corticon. There will be so many great sessions, I'm sure, about cloud. Like there's just always such good few. content. Yeah. Oh, you are? Yeah. Oh, and working great. on specifically a, a few about um, – one in particular that I'll plug um, is women leadership in nice. fintech, um, nice. and looking at some of the innovation centers. Cool. Um, I mean, they're just we are so so. I'm going to use the word blessed. Yeah. Hashtag. To be hashtag blessed <laughs> to be in an ecosystem with such smart people and interesting people that are pushing the boundaries and really on the bleeding edge. Yeah. Of of technology and yeah. um, I feel so privileged to be able to speak to people like that on a on a daily basis. Yeah. And really agreed. making change happen and driving value because that's what it's all about. Agreed. Amazing. So everyone, now you know, you got to go to that session at Corticon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me in the studio today. I'm sure there's much more to come, so we'll keep yeah. an eye out. Thanks for having me, Catherine. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to this episode of Life in the Fast Chain. Keep an eye out for new episodes in the coming weeks. Also, check out our DigiTalk series online. We go live on LinkedIn every other Thursday at 1130. Um, follow us on our social media accounts. We have uh, the works. We have our LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook. You can check those out for more day-to-day -day company updates, uh, what we're doing in the tech space 
Um, but also, on a bit of a different note, we've had an Instagram uh, for quite some time where we post more uh, company culture kind of posts showing our employees a little more casual. Um, but we've also recently created a TikTok. TikTok? Why in the world are we on TikTok? I will answer that question for you. So we want to show what it's like to work at R3 and TikTok videos are the perfect way to show our company culture. And maybe you can learn a little something on, along the way. We've recently posted a, uh, a myth-busting video, what it's like to work at a blockchain company. So check it out on TikTok. I think you won't be disappointed. We think it's pretty good content. Um, but again, for the more day-to-day -day updates, R3 News, definitely make sure that you follow our LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. So share the podcast with your friends and family if you like it, your frenemies, and I'll talk to you guys soon.